Hello everyone, welcome to the Jockey Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hi. And Nathan. It's coming home. Uh, that remains to be seen. But we're good. Good match last night. Very good. Yep. Slap the Ukraine. Sorry to all the Ukrainian friends out there. It's just, just Ukraine. It's not the Ukraine. I call it I the Ukraine. I don't know why people keep saying that. That's, <laughs> that's officially wrong. But And Matt's back from his holiday. Because he yeah. decided to disappear from us. Joining three of all times. Yeah. <laughs> he left the pod, but now he's back. Yeah. Shall we get into the news then? Go on then. I'll start. start I'll start this section with, with with a lovely uh, tribute to a gaming icon who turned thirty um, quite recently. Uh, Who's that? Was, was Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, him. That blue blur. Um, so to celebrate the occasion, um, Sega put on a. I suppose they call it the, the Sonic Thief Symphony. I think it was called, officially called, um, and it was it was streamed free. I think for for everyone to watch things like on YouTube, Twitch. So I watched it live, um, and by the end of it, I was like just crying tears all over. Uh, I was a mess. <laughs> uh, I think Sonic's like been a huge part of, sort of my childhood. A lot of the games. Um, but especially the music, I think Sonic definitely has some of the the bad music in in video games um, compared to quite a few of its supposed rivals. But no, it was it was really beautifully put together. Um, like the the first half was essentially just a just an orchestra playing through all the the classic games, um, Sonic Mania, even like a Game Gear one, which is quite kind of out there, but Apparently it's got some good music. I've not played the Game Gear version, but sounds like I might have to. Um, <clears throat> all the ranging through sort of the sort of start going into the modern era, you know, you had Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Forces, and finishing with Sonic Colors. Um, and then it had uh, a ten-minute intermission uh, where it showed you the like some of the Chows from the Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure Two, which just makes me want them to bring that back in like a new game. Because I, I love that in Sonic Adventure 2. And then the second half was pretty much all the, the, the hard rock music from from the various sort of adventure games and, and more recent ones, which th- this part I absolutely loved because there's a band that does some of the music specifically for Sonic called Crush Foy. I just love their music. So sort of seeing them sort of perform live some of their like famous songs and was really nice. So... I absolutely loved it. I don't know if any of you guys watched it or not. Yeah, I, I watched it, but I have to admit, when it came to the second half, I had to switch it off. I, I wasn't a fan when they got to the, the rock bit. Not that I don't like rock music, I do, but it just, I just didn't like that. I really liked the symphony stuff. I thought, oh, great. Symphony stuff was really good, yeah. It was actually nice in some of, some of the rock pieces. The, um, the orchestra joined in as well. Um, and it really like lifted up some of the songs that I, I remember listening to, especially like the final one, uh, "Live and Learn." I loved that song from Sonic Adventure 2, and then when they redid that, but with the orchestra, it just sounded like so much bigger and like on an epic scale. It was really good. That reminds me of the Metallica album, SNM. Where right. they did, yeah, good album where they did perform a lot of their songs to the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. That's really good. 
But anyway, that's off topic. <laughs> okay, should we talk about Avengers then? Again. Again? Did you hear oh, about no. the latest issue they had? Oh, was it the... Um, the they released a New York date patch, didn't they? But yes. It, yeah, it caused quite a problem. Mm, just a bit of a problem. So it says that during gameplay, it ended up starting to show players' IP addresses on the screen. <laughs> If it comes any worse. Which is a major issue. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing is, people were streaming the game, but then obviously, basically, they've just been... <laughs> that just, IP just pops up. So the, the game's just doxed them. <laughs> it's, mean, it's like it's, one one piece of bad news after the next, isn't it, for that game? Now, yeah, and now this was only on PS5, apparently, and it has been fixed now, but that's just another what? thing, isn't what? it? What? Why was it specifically PS5? That's weird. I don't know, but... Yeah, that game. Man. Mm. It's just snowball, isn't it? It's just one thing after another. It feels a bit like um, Cyberpunk was a, a few months ago. Like, just one bad thing after another. To be quite honest, I think this is all worse than Cyberpunk. Do you think? Really? Yeah, I do. Ooh. I mean, at least they didn't get hacked and all their Stego stuff. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Still time for that. That's probably the one thing that's not happened to it yet. <laughs> Damn being removed from stores. Yeah. That's true. Well, hey, there's still time. Well, Cyberpunk's got back on the PlayStation Store, hasn't it? Yeah, now, yeah, it's in, yeah. now it's in a suitable state. Going whatever that means. But still waiting for that upgrade. Whatever that will be. Still no word yeah. on that. Well, no. we're getting pretty close to um, its first year launch without that upgrade. No. When was it? Oh, November? Right. November. Yeah, only November. like, what, five, four months out? Yeah, this year has gone pretty quick. I can't believe we're already halfway through the year. That's madness. Yeah. Let's face it, the last 18 months has been pretty rapid. Yeah, um, that's true. I don't know, some, some parts have been slow, some parts have been pretty quick for me. So, the GTA 5 servers are shutting down for... PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, because we're all playing on them. But okay. Well, well, well. I'll have you know, I'm still heavy on the 360 version. So I'm, sh- I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, so it's going to be shutting down on the 16th of December. Um, so the online will be gone at that stage, uh, and they're going to be cutting off the use of purchasing shark cards on the 15th of September. So if anybody plays on those consoles. Um, and you want to sink your money into a dead platform, you've got until the 15th of September to do that. Can they you just know, cut gonna... access of shark cards permanently? Well, they've got to make that sweet dollar, otherwise they won't be making it for PS5 well, yeah. Xbox Series X, of course. When, when's that due? Um, I'm not sure, actually. Is that like, sometime I think like it's later this year, year yeah. Because they're still doing that whole every time you log in every month you get three million. Three million, yeah. Which I'm sure Mark's hard at work already doing. What? <laughs> getting your million every month. Get, getting your three million oh, yeah. every month. Oh, from I, I claimed it. I claimed it last night. My last one. See, see, I knew. <laughs> well, you have to do it outside the game now. It's not. It's not just. I'd heard about that. Yeah, you don't do it through in game anymore. You have to go onto the PS store and just claim it. Just like, what, why? I think I claimed what... Like, the only one I've ever claimed, I think, it was in June. So, I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> I think that's easier, if anything. Just uh, just buy the thing from the store, and then when you load the game up, then it's there. 
I like that. So I can buy lots of useless stuff. Yep. Go get that submarine. I'll never have enough money for one of them. No, I don't. I've got one of those submarines. You've got everything, Mark. You've got everything. Mm. You've probably spent about six grand on it. Yeah, all those shark cards. Mm. That's it. Breaking in that dollar. Yeah. <laughs> got those orbital lasers. Money, 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 money. Oh, that's, that's one thing I don't have. Well, you don't have an orbital laser? Wow. Give it time. Yeah. When that upgrade comes. That's what I'm saving up for. <laughs> it's like a blast your smithereens. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Noobs. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about the um, the potential revival of a famous EA game that might be happening? Mm, I've heard about this. Yes. Is it FIFA? It could do yes, with a reviving <laughs> Uh, no, there's a word that potentially it could be a Dead Space revival. Yeah, I heard about this. I've been reading about it, yeah. So um, I think rumours started that EA was planning to announce a new game based on an established IP at their Play Live event next month, I believe. And it's the 20... July, well, not next month, this month, I think, actually. 22nd, yeah. I think. 22nd. Um, and then as days went on... Um, they were talking about it was going to be um, the studio Motive, who was going to be working on it, who have developed Star Wars Squadrons and other various bits and pieces for Battlefront 2. Um, and then I think about like a week later or so, um, I don't know who is who um, brought the news, but um, it was apparent that like we someone had worked out that the established IP was going to be Dead Space. And according to the articles reading, apparently it's been it's been quite influenced by the success of the remakes for Resident Evil. So Resident Evil 2 and 3. So, um, I mean, this can only be a good thing for survival horror fans. Um, I think the originals were highly regarded as moving moving the genre into a, into a new, uh, new mainstream status, I suppose. I think I've only ever played the first one. I didn't get a bit too far into it until I was like, Nah, I, I don't want to get too far in this. <laughs> like, oh, I can take scary. zombies, but like the jump scares in, in Dead Space are like... Oh, it's, it's not something I'll ever play, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, although the third one did have uh, have co-op, so maybe an idea. <laughs> yeah, let's be <laughs> no. scared with our friends. Yeah. Bouncing off of that piece of news, two... Two reigns have gone up for a yet unannounced game for Konami. I think it pops up in Australian South Korea. Um, possibly hinting at um, the Game Boy Advanced collection of games for Castlevania. Um, possibly coming to, I don't know, modern consoles, I suppose. Um, so I'm... A big Castlevania fan. Um, loved the Netflix series. Think everyone should watch it. Uh, <laughs> but the yeah. So apparently they've been announced as of yet. Uh, at the moment, it's just called Castlevania Advance Collection, and that would bring um, Circle of the Moon, uh, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow to. Well, I'm assuming it's modern consoles. There's no no word on where it's going as of yet. I'd imagine they'd be pretty good on Switch, with it being Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I've I've played some of these games and really enjoyed them. They're, they're very much like the Metroidvania-esque games, like Symphony of the Night. So, but yeah, I, I look forward to seeing some more news about this where, where, wherever it's popping up. Do you reckon well, they're just going to port them across, or do you reckon they're going to remaster them in some way? Because it I'd, seems I'd, strange that they'd only just port the three across without doing anything to them. Yeah, I think I think graphically they might might spruce them up a little bit for for sort of modern um, consoles and television. Yeah. Um, but then they didn't do that much with um, when they had the Castlevania collection uh, anniversary collection. It was just like classic Castlevania on NES. Still like that, still played like it. So I'll have to wait and see what they do with them. Cool. So the PSP um, store has officially been closed at this stage. Um, so that was closed on the 2nd of July. Um, but fear not, everybody, because the digital games that were on that platform um, are available via the PS3 and PS Vita stores, which PlayStation decided to keep open. So we've naturally lost anything at this stage, which is great. Um, because I know a lot of game, um, well, game preservation people <laughs> talked about um, the fear of losing these titles. But they are going to remain to be around until PlayStation decides to kill the PS3 and Vita stores at some point. But yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good news. There's there's still plenty of uh, classic PSP games that you can get access to. I know stuff like, um, well, any of the Metal Gear Solid games are on there. I know they were pretty mm, good. Yeah. Um, Monster uh, really started his series on on uh, PSP and all that. So so it was good for those types of games as well. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, RIP PSP. Speaking of Sony, they've acquired. A studio, well, two, because they might have linked another. So mm. they've they've ended up acquiring Housemark, who developed Returnal, which was a PS5 exclusive, I believe, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's official now. So they're officially a first party acquisition. But Sony Japan ended up having a bit of a cock up, and they ended up posting the wrong image onto their Twitter feed, and mm. it actually showed that they acquired Bluepoint. On that image and i think it was quickly removed but i think that's fuel speculation i, I think oh, yeah. it's pretty obvious that that they, that's going to happen yeah. so just waiting for that to happen but but that's good because obviously they did um demon souls remake and shadow of the colossus pretty much like playstation staples so yeah and they're rumored to be doing the, the metal gear solid remake so fingers crossed oh, good. look forward to that <clears throat> but yeah just waiting for that official announcement. But the, it, 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 it's happened. It's all part of the plan. Put it up for a few minutes, take it off, <coughs> just to create yeah. that speculation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They know what they're doing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're a good little studio, because I know they did the, the Melgus Solid HD collection as well. Mm. So any studio that's, that's going to remake old classic games, I think Blue Point or what? some of the experts in that field. I think we spoke about this um, on an earlier podcast, but it appears as though talks between Microsoft and Kojima about a publishing agreement seem to have gone a little bit further ahead, or at least be a little bit more 
ongoing. A little bit more sod. Um, so a little bit Metal Gear Solid. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill my. So from from the article I was reading on um, Eurogamer, it looks as though Kojima is looking at the possibilities of being able to use Microsoft's cloud technology for whatever the next game he's mm. currently working on. I'm sure he has some wild ideas as Kojima would normally have. Um, but as well, the this seems to have a little bit more solid evidence in that um, there was a recent hiring um, that Microsoft did um, of the poll developer Kim Swift. Um, I think she came on as a cloud gaming director who was essentially start working with um, developers about, you know, in incorporating their cloud technology within games. So um, they seem to think that that hiring has something to do with the Kojima Microsoft talks. But quite interesting to see that Kojima is is working with partners that he, he doesn't seem to have worked with before. Like you, you'd have thought once he became sort of independent, it'd be very much Sony heavy. You know, it was Death Stranding and all that, um, and that stuff. And now obviously we're going to have the director's cut later on this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, seems seems intriguing to see what him and uh, Microsoft can come up with. Well, he's doing abandoned, isn't he? No, he's not. <laughs> These rumours are getting out of control. The, yeah. The, the, I've heard a, of all that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the poor guy who was doing that gate. Is it, I can't remember. Is it Cameraman? Something like that? His surname? But you have to say, there is some interesting links. That apparently, if you take his surname and you, trans, you translate it... No, if you take Hideo and you translate it to Turkish, it comes out as Cameraman, which is the guy's surname. <laughs> That's there, such there, a there are some weird there, there is some like weird like connections that you like you do have to take a second think about it, like oh wait a minute actually. Well, he's, he's come it out. sounds weird enough to be true though. That's the thing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the guys actually could put videos out saying no, th- 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 this is me. <laughs> it's like I've got no, I've got nothing game. to do. I've got nothing to do with Hideo Kojima, and he just looks exhausted. I just really feel for the guy. He's just like all this pressure must be mounting on him. Because people think, oh, well, that's you're... it. Because now everyone thinks this is the new Silent Hill from yeah. Hideo Kojima. It's like, no, it's just an independent person working. Yeah. The, the only way to clear this all up is just if Hideo Kojima just come out <laughs> and said, this has nothing to do with it. And that's it. Just end it there. But uh, I feel like he comes out wearing like a face mask of the guy. <laughs> He's like, yes, yeah. I'm definitely working on this game. Chicago cut out where I hold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, somehow relaying this all back to Konami as well and what we're actually talking about um, Konami announced a quite an interesting partnership with the developers of um, the medium uh, Blooper Team mm. which have obviously fueled all the speculation over Silent Hill again because yep. you can't seem to get away from that either I gave I, mean, I would have played anyway but well, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I remember watching sort of stuff on the medium. I was like, if if there was a studio that sort of made the next Sour Hill, I could see these guys doing it because they seem to have that atmosphere and, and what mm. makes Sour Hill a thing uh, nailed pretty well. So 
it'd be interesting to see uh, what this partnership will, will bring. Um, I mean, they've already confirmed that another um, Japanese studio is also working on something Silent Hill related. So I suppose again, we'll just have to wait and see what, what this partnership brings together. Shall we move on to Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so um, it's announced that there's going to be a director's cut um, and it's going to be released on PS5 and PS4 consoles on the 20th of August. So not too far away at all. Just over well, five or six weeks. Yep. And then we will have it. Um, but it, there's there's a weird pricing structure for it. So the upgrade is not free. Um, so if you did want the PS5 Director's Cut version, um, I've not got the UK um, values. I've got the US ones in front of me. For the PS5 version, um, you're looking at $70. Um, and then there's a few different tiers in terms of what you want to do. Um, so it depends like if you've got the PS4 version already and what version you want to upgrade to. So basically, if you do have the PS4 version and you want to upgrade to the Director's Cut for the PS4, that's going to be $20. Um, if you have the PS4 version and you want to upgrade to the PS5 version, that's going to be $30. Um, and if you upgrade to the Director's Cut for $20 and then want to go to the PS5 version, and after you've paid the 20 that's just an additional 10 So not convoluted at all <laughs> but it seems like there's some um, some really interesting content as part of this so um for, for the ps5 version you're going to get haptic feedback and adaptive triggers um used um, which doesn't sound like much but if you've used it then you'll know that it does make quite a change into way into the way game feels um and i think the way that you traverse um, the island of Shishima, as, as Mark probably knows, I think it will be interesting to see how they are going to work that in. Um, yeah. Also, um, they've improved the Japanese lip syncing um, because on the original that was out um, by a bit, but they've used technology to um, like kind of bring that all into line, which will make it a lot more immersive, which should be good. Um, and there's also a new story um, mm. about the island of... Um, Icky, Icky, yeah. Icky Island, I think. I yeah, that's it. So, um, if anyone's like history buff, you'll know that the Mongols didn't only invade Shima and um, well, Japan. Um, it involved it involved also some neighbouring islands, including this one. Um, so it goes through like a new story, a new island to visit. Um, there's going to be like an expansion to Jin's story. Um, new enemies to fight, new fighting styles to unlock, um, new gear to collect, including gear for your horse as well. Um, so it does seem like a nice expansion and um, just more more of the world to explore, which is a beautiful one in itself. Yeah. Um, I imagine you're looking forward to this, Mark. Oh, yeah, I'm totally on up this. I mean, if if this didn't have this, I mean, it was, this, it was rumoured there were going to be this expansion before it was announced, weren't there? I think. Mm. But if this had just been like the upgrade to the PS, uh, the PS5, you know, triggers and all that. If that had been the upgrade at that price, I would have been like, "What? No." Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> How dare you? But now it's got this expansion. I'm totally down for this. this that's what I want because I've I've 100 uh, it and I platinumed it. I totally want the 
Yeah. I'd give me more. I want well, there are going to be new trophies to unlock as well, so there'll be more yes. for you to do. There we go. Trophy whore again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Matt like that. <laughs> hey, look, I've not played them game for a while, so. Go on, like two for, weeks. For a whole four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Just before he's old. Cheers. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 I love that game. One of my favourite games of that generation. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I really enjoyed it. I've not, I've still not completed it yet, to be honest, but um, I think I'm fairly close to the end now, so I'm hoping that I can get that done, ready for when this comes out, and I'll definitely get the expansion. A bit of me is wanting to buy it again, you know, like the full Director's Cut version now. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, sure. We'll on to what we're currently playing. For sure. Yeah, why not? Go on, Matt. Kick us off. Uh, I've not been playing anything. I had a hold. No, just... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, right. So, since coming back from holiday, I should say, I've uh, been playing quite a few, quite a few things. Um, started to play uh, the car demolition wreck game, Wreckfest. Oh. Yes. Um, I know it was. I believe it was free on PS Plus. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How was it? Fairly recently, um, although I've been playing sort of the PC version because I know at least multiplayer-wise, there's still some sort of ongoing servers that you can play in. So, um, been playing this with a friend of mine, and um, it's just absolute joy to just drive and wreck people's days, really. Um, and then it's not as fun when you get wrecked. So. <laughs> Uh, it really does remind me of like the old old school like demolition derbies. Um, I really enjoyed those games. So um, if anyone's looking for like a modern take on destruction derby, I can't recommend this game enough. Um, it's got it's got a decent little sort of um, campaign as well. Like you go through different championships and you gotta unlock cars. You can upgrade them, tune them to specific race tracks. Um, but there's also like classic destruction derby events as well, where you just take a car and basically just ram into everyone, and last one alive wins basically. So that's all all uh, good and fun. So really enjoying that. I think because of E3 and seeing sort of the the, the next game in the in the two point series, I suppose um, it really got me itching to play two point hospital again. So I've gone back to that, um, and I'm I'm just having a terrible time in uh, <laughs> one of these hospitals because I, I want to get like I want to get like the three star before I move on to sort of the next hospital. Yeah, that's what I kept doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I got to a point where I was like I was losing money more than I was actually making it, and um, I just weren't weren't having a good time in this one hospital. Um, so like I've started again. Um, and try to pick a bit more of a streamlined layout, and they're like at the front, it's just GP offices, GP off a GP office on both sides, toilets, GP offices on following that, and then whatever like, things like psychiatry and then um, general diagnosis something. Yeah. So I've tried to make it so sort of like the G, like I've got more GP offices so people can be seen more earlier. Toilets are, are sooner 
like you know, like I always seem whenever I'm at like a hospital, I always seem to have the toilets like miles away, <laughs> and I always get like patients and staff complaining that like can't find toilets. Like this toilet's there, just make a two-mile journey, be fine. So I've tried to streamline it a bit and see how that goes, see how that's going. Um, I need to get back on that because I, I I think I've got a few levels actually into it. I think I need to restart yeah, it. Yeah, so. Uh, I've only got as far as once um, like the training has been introduced so you can mm. train staff and that yeah um, and that can be a little bit difficult sometimes just like I want to train staff but then I take staff away from what they're doing so I need to then hire more staff to replace them while they're training and uh, <laughs> it's a bit of an eye mess sometimes but no I'm really enjoying it I, I really love two parts of so two I suppose, I suppose, I want to say I've been playing two new games, but one of them I played at launch and then kind of stopped because I didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. But then it, this game recently came on sale. I thought, well, I'll try it because I know a lot of updates have gone into it since, and apparently it's a lot, it's a lot better now. So I want to see what what the differences are. So I've been playing Fallout 76 again. Mm. Um. So this was the, I suppose the live service splash online multiplayer version of, of Fallout. And um, yeah, I think the, the since since playing launch compared to playing it now, there's there's a lot of differences that I've noticed. Um, firstly, there's NPCs. Because uh, I remember when they made it, they were like, there's going to be no NPCs. Um, Acap- I, think, I, f- I think the place is called Acapella. I think that's what it's called. Um, I could have it completely wrong. Uh, West Virginia, sorry, I'll just stick to West Virginia. Um, so they wanted it where it was like there's no NPCs. Um, the, the players make the world. You live in that world. You interact with each other however you want. If you want friendly, if you want to be destructive, whatever. Um, I think people really didn't take into it because Fallout is all about the story and the NPCs interacting with them and going different places and seeing new people and whatnot. So I think they made they made like an update much later on where it's like, oh, now we end NPCs, now we can have stories with them and stuff. And it was quite, um, it's a really stark difference between when I first started to now to like, oh, I'm bumping into NPCs and now I'm getting quests for NPCs. So now I don't feel like I'm just wandering around having to collect stuff and, and whatnot. Now I feel like I've got a purpose yeah. in this world, which is cool. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, although I remember early on, I, I like I'd, I'd gone into someone's camp because you'll see people's made camps and stuff all over the world and how they've made and whatnot. And this one was like really fancy. It was like loads of um, turret defenses, massive walls, and had like bolts and whatnot. And I was just exploring it. I was just exploring what he did. It looked pretty cool. I liked, liked like he got his suits all displayed and whatnot. Uh, and then there was just like one door that like I could um, unlock doing like the bobby pin unlocking mechanic. But when I did it, it suddenly made me like wanted in the world because I'd like unlocked some of that I shouldn't have unlocked. Even though like my bounty was like 10 caps, so it's not that much. But I was like, oh, I didn't mean to do this. Didn't thought I'd just be able to just walk through and do all what. So like a little later on, I was in like a, I don't know, like a factory type place and I was like shooting bandits or whatnot I was just looting something and like I turned around and there's this guy who just stood there just staring at me I was like mm-hmm. 
okay, what are you doing? And then, like, he shoots me, and I, like, I die. And he takes my bounty. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is this is, this is is the world of Fallout 76 mm. now. Yeah, game pops for 10 caps. <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, it's, luckily, it's not. People just randomly go around just shooting people. I think it's... There needs to be some sort of purpose to it. Otherwise, you become wanted then if you're a bit of an outlaw. But I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm liking what what the story's telling me, um, sort of where I'm going. Um, so I, I might start playing a little bit more of it. Um, That's something I wouldn't mind trying, actually. Can you create, like, and groups sticks. and stuff? Or yeah, more, you, can, you yeah. know you can do teams. Um, there's always, like, there's there's public events where other people join in. And you have to, like, maybe defend a place or you have to kill so, so many um, enemies or whatnot. Uh, I've joined quite a few of them. They, they've been quite enjoyable. Um, and you can form groups. Um, you can go to the other people's tents and just wander in and see what's going on. It's all right. It's pretty cool. Maybe we should we should join it if if they've still got the sale. I think it was like eleven quid for like the full full thing. So yeah, it's not bad. The only other game that I bought new that I've started getting to um, is Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. So Mark's giving me a quizzle look and he's wondering what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, it's this sort of fitness thing that, that Nintendo made for the Switch where. Um, you put one Joy-Con onto this like ring um, accessory that you hold. It's like a it's like a resistance ring. Okay. And then you put the other Joy-Con into like a little pouch that straps around one of your like thighs. Um, and you essentially in the game you do certain actions like you have to jog to on the spot to go go through this adventure thing. And then you have to like press the ring in or pull it out to do certain. Um, actions and whatnot going through. Um, I remember doing like the first level. I was absolutely knackered. Like I was just jogging and having to push this ring in, pull it out. I was like, I was absolutely dead on the floor. Um, but then they also do certain, they do certain exercises for like um, muscle areas. So you're like, is it your protectoral? I probably said that wrong. Like muscles there, and then the muscles like on the back of the shoulder, um, centrally down your spine. You can do stuff. Or they've got stuff for specific areas of your body as well. Like the calm sets. So like, I did one that's uh, targeted just for your back, and a lot of it was just like getting on the floor and like just just kind of moving your hips up on up and off the floor. But they absolutely kill they kill me all the time. Don't want that image in my head. Like, yeah, no. just imagine you just like grinding up and down with this ring fit thing. Well, I mean, if that's your kink. Um, <laughs> but it's I, I've quite enjoyed it as like a workout thing, like just to work out at home. It really gets like a lot of the muscles going and like really tiring out. I've been quite enjoying it. I've been doing like one every two two days, so just do a couple of sets, and then when I feel I'm dead just stop <laughs> does it give you a reason to be to motivate you well i suppose the adventure thing is like there's a natural campaign to it so going through right. doing the jogging that you're going through different levels and i've not tried the second level yet but i'm imagining they'll they'll start involving doing more with the resistance ring maybe doing putting it behind me and having to do it that way potentially for the for the the ones that are muscle focused 
there's like a, a leaderboard thing weekly where like the more you compress the ring in or pull it out um there's like a online leaderboard thing for that if that somehow most fits you to be number one well, I'm sure there's a guy there who's just cheating who's got a robot shoe who's just pressing it in <laughs> just panicking. <something. Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll be first. I'll cheat the leaderboard. It's like, why? <laughs> there's always that guy cheating on the leaderboard. Um, Mr. Motivator. Mr. Motivator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's good for if, if you feel like, you know, you, you don't want to go to a gym to work out because you feel a bit insecure of other people staring at you. So... It's good. It's good for that sort of sense, and there's a little fun, you know, fun, charming aspect to it as well because it's Nintendo. So, I suppose it's the whole like we fit thing, isn't it? They always make something that's exercise designed, but is also you do something fun, so you don't feel like you're doing exercise. My body feels it, but you know. <laughs> well, I had something on PS3 that was something similar. Was it EA Sports Play Active or something like that? Oh, yeah. Did it like, involve the camera and stuff? Or no, but it involved these, the... had these monitor things. Yeah. Uh, that you strapped, so you had one on each arm, mm. and then one in one of your thighs, and it basically okay. just tracked it. You move, and oh, yeah. It just calculated your calories and all that, and you just had to do what was on screen. Yeah, like, this is quite... Doing stuff. running and that kind of yeah. thing. But the tracking wasn't that great, though. So, like, you have to do running on the spot, and sometimes it, half the time it just wouldn't measure it. Which is quite annoying. So it, it this say, one feels a lot more. It definitely feels like when I'm trying to do the the leg, you know, the yeah, when you're doing the the, the knee high sort of thing, it feels a lot accurate there. Especially plus, when you got like a ring as well, that really helps. Plus, each one has to have like AAA <laughs> batteries in it. It's just like try to keep them all charged and all that as well. It's yeah. Just, so always That's a job in itself. Yeah. Oh, you, you always need six work. batteries. Yeah, this this just works on the Joy-Con, so as long as they're charged, you can up and go. Yeah, yeah. I think the res- uh, the, the actual resistance ring is a good idea as well, because you've got something then to really work on. Yeah. And not yeah. just freely hands. Like, for yeah. example, on, when you had the Wii Fit board, it was just, just like holding yourself in certain positions and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, this is quite similar as well. It'll, it'll ask you to do positions, but then you've still got to, like, do something with the ring as well, so there's still something, like, you're still working on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did come with a resistance band as well, that thing. But it was kind of like a flimsy oh. bit of plastic, and you had to tie the handles I think, the end of it. I think I I might have had that as well, Mark. Was I, it in like orange and yeah, white it was packaging? Like an orange box. It was like a yeah, yeah, like, quite big. Yeah, I bought it and I was like, here it's it is. Um, oh, that's the ring. Okay. Yeah. So the one half is connected there, the Joy-Con. The other one's in like a pouch you just put around you. Fine. And then you just like you're doing a lot of kind of that kind of stuff. Right. I'd be scared of breaking it. Yeah. No, it's, it's really, it's really, um, it's resistance. Like I'm, this, this is me camera. trying to push it as much as I can now. I'm like, it's really good resistance. Maybe you're just weak though, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it is. We should all get it and do like a fitness session, like Joe Wicks yeah. or something. That's pretty much it. You can go next month. Right. Well, I, I, I don't think I've officially mentioned it on the pod, but I now have a PS5. Woo! So, naturally, of course, the first game I played on FIFA. it was Astro's Playroom. Yeah! Good little game. Top game. Loved it. So, this is a platform, if you don't know, you a platform <laughs> game starring, of course, Astro Bot, and each level is named after an internal component of the PS5. 
and each is themed around a different PlayStation generation. Mm -hmm. But the first thing, obviously, you notice while you're playing it is the haptic feedback yeah. on the controller. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? It's the showcase of that. It's, it's witchcraft. I don't... Why? How? How's, how does <laughs> it's that do It's incredible how immersive, really immersive it makes the game. Yeah. It just... it. Honestly, when you talk about it, you don't feel like it'd be much of a big deal. But when you're yeah. using it, it's... it's like, I was playing that the first level and I just walked forward and then obviously you've got to go across that tightrope bit, don't you? Mm. And then there's that wind blowing. And I'm chuffing hell. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to blow out my chair. How's this doing this? <laughs> and then you get to do it with the rain, don't you? And then you can feel the, the pity pattern. Oh, yeah. Rain. It's just like, how is this doing this? This voodoo magic. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And then it's like you get onto the bits where there's like you're walking on grass. And the bit where you got yeah. to the skating in one of the levels. That felt incredible. Mm. Which one's that? The ice skating? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that, that feels really good. Because I, I think it does well in combining, obviously, the feel of it and the sound coming from the pad as well. I think that adds, mm. adds a lot to it as well. But as you're playing through the game, obviously, you see Astro's mates replicating games from PlayStation's history, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's just, as you're going through, it's just like, oh, look, it's Resident Evil. Oh, look, it's Metal Gear Solid. Oh, look, it's God of War. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just all this wave of nostalgia that just hits you yeah. throughout the entire so game. Like between that and like all the special things you can find. Yeah, like... so you collect artifacts, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, artifacts of like PlayStation's past. And then they get, all, they get put in this like the museum area, don't they? Mm. And like after I collected everything, I just went into that museum bit, and it's just like you can just interact with just everything, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's really nice to interact with stuff. I remember I was just jumping on the PS One and just listening to that intro music, that intro theme, and I'm just like, oh yes. Um, but I have to say, I actually found it quite overwhelming. I remember particularly, I was playing through the second area, which is like saying like a space sort of thing. Oh, yeah. and. I don't know what about what it was about it, but because this reflected the PS2 area, didn't it? And um, mm. I don't know t- the combination of the joy, the nostalgia, the memories, the music. I really like the, mem- the the music in the game, but particularly the on this level. Good, yeah. and I think say, it was like an 80s synth style, um, which really yeah just made it feel more nostalgic. But I was playing, I was playing through this second bit, and actually, I actually found myself welling up a bit, and I don't. I found it really strange. It's it hit me a lot more than I thought. This 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 little you know platforming cute game. Yeah. <laughs> but but what I don't think is like because obviously it's playing through the history of PlayStation. That's that's what it is. Mm. But I think it's like obviously we all love games, but I think it's because throughout my history of gaming, you know, I've had various consoles, but the one constant throughout everything has been the PlayStation. I've had every generation of the PlayStation, so I've been through that entire period. And I think it's just that that it's basically PlayStation is my gaming experience. So I just it just hit me. Yeah. Just it's like, like it's going through your journey. Yeah, and it's just oh it was, it's just extraordinary. I loved every second of it. Mm. Quite a short game though. Was it about four hours? I think I did it in something like four, that. Four, four, five hours. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I platinumed it. It's easy platinum. Yeah. One that needed doing. Oh, just so good. Things, even if you don't have that nostalgia for it, even if this is like your first PlayStation, it's just a really good platform game. It's just solid, yeah. It's just a really solid put-together game. Uh, it's just... 
if you get a PS5, if, if if anyone's not managed to get one yet, you owe it to yourself to play that first. Well, it downloads automatically, I think. So yeah, yeah, it's just play that while everything else is installing. If anything else, mm. yep, and it's an absolute joy. Just just play it. But I played one more thing on it, and you guys have spoken to this about this before, and it's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Ooh. So, so Peter Parker's gone off to do things in Europe. Is that supposed to be like in tune with the, with Far From Up? I don't know. It kind of felt. That's no, kind of. I think thing. they just need a reason to. What? Well, yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah. It just seems a bit coincidental that he's gone off to Europe. Well, Maybe it was just playing on that. Yeah. I mean, he's done it in comics past. Yeah. So he's gone off, and Miles has been left in charge of keeping things in check in New York. Now I won't go too much into the story, but bad people do bad things, and basically Miles has to stop them. Um, I really like the setting. You know, because it's set during Christmas. Uh, I like the, uh, it's, but it's, the city's really beautiful, you know, in the, covered in snow and all that, mm, which I think, yeah. I like that difference from that and the, the main Spider-Man game. Yeah. Uh, combat, still as enjoyable as it was in the previous game. Yeah. I like his um, Venom powers. Yeah. Cool. I think for me, that made it even better. Just the way he could use his Venom powers in different ways yeah. to subdue and get rid um, of enemies. And the swinging, you just don't get bored of the swinging, do you? It's just, no. it's just, it's just a thing it's just, that you it's just, just perfect, do. isn't it? It's just like I could fast travel, but it's just like, where's the funny in that? But I have to, I have to give props to the, to the load times in this game, because I remember mm. like, because like when I like finished the session and then I, like, I went back on it, press continue, the game came on in less than five seconds to load up this fully realized New York in all these glorious graphics and all that in under five seconds. I just thought it was astonishing. And then you don't have load times as you, you know, you don't feel any loading as you're going across the map or anything like that. It's no. just fluid. And the and if when you do fast travel, that's like pretty much instantaneously. It's just the power of the PS5 is just madness. But uh, you've mentioned it as well that when he's doing his swinging, he's like flailing in his arms and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am- yeah. on definitely, yeah. One thing I have to say, I really like Miles as a character. And would it be wrong of me to say that I think I actually prefer him to be Barker? Ooh. He does seem to have got an extra dimension to him, though. Yeah, I just find him a bit more interesting. Not that I don't like Peter Parker, but I don't like Peter's I'm... new face. But that's well, something else. Maybe maybe that's the kind of thing that's off putting me. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll have to grow. I think they'll have to grow on me at some point. Yeah, but yeah. So, I, but I've hundred percented it, but not platinum it because in order to platinum, you have to do a new game plus. I imagine that's why I've not got the platinum for the first one. Because you have to new game plus it. I'm not going to new game plus it because there's too many games to play. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy with just 100 in it. But yeah, really good, really good, really good. But that's what I've been playing. So about you, Nick? So I've been playing a game by a developer called Giant Squid called The Pathless. Um, so ah. when this was announced, probably well about a, about a year ago ish now, um, it's one that I look forward to. Um, it's in quite a niche game um, because not many people knew exactly what it was going to be. Um, but so far, I've really enjoyed it. So basically, the, the premise of the story is, is that this person called the God Slayer, and they've corrupted like four gods in this world. Uh, and you've basically got to try and rescue them. So you set out on a journey. Um, there's you as a hunter. 
you've got a bow and arrow and that's kind of your main weapon and it's the way of traversing the world Uh, and you've got an eagle your eagle companion so basically to get around you use your bow and arrow to hit these um, points and that allows you to kind of sprint and you keep trying to hit the points from point to point to like traverse the world which I'll say is absolutely beautiful in its style um, and it's and in terms of the music it's got like an orchestral score to it uh, which which flows really nicely with the game um, so the world itself what you've what you've got to do is there's these big massive towers that have been corrupted and you've got to find like these ruins and you get these um, light stones by completing tasks in these ruins and then eventually you can purify these towers and then once you've purified enough then you get to go into a boss battle with one of these gods that have been corrupted um, so the way that the boss battles work is that you chase the, the boss down while hitting him with your bow um, then it becomes more of a um, I'd say Zelda-esque boss fight where you've got to like dodge certain attacks from them hit them at certain points um until you've worn them down then you can purify them and then you move on to the next area with another god that you've got to try and purify um but yeah it's, it's really nice just like exploring the world and um kind of finding all these little ruins doing all these puzzles um with you and, and your hawk or hawk your eagle um, because basically the eagle can like fly and get things, put them on like um, little platforms to make things happen within the puzzle. Um, so the, the puzzles are really nice. That's like the core of the game, the bit that I enjoy the most anyway. Um, and the traversal of the world, like getting to places, um, which is good. Um, I think I'm only about three hours in so far, but it is a really nice, it's, it's relaxing. Um, well, there is one thing that happens in the game. So basically there's like this big red mist that like tries to get to you. And if it kind of envelops you, it separates you and your hawk. Um, hawk, eagle, it's a it's an eagle. And you've got to try and um, get to your eagle before the boss kind of finds you. And if it does, then it kind of wears your health down a bit as you, as you go through the game. So you've got to try and like kind of run away from that. Um, if it starts coming near you but yeah I'm re- really enjoying that I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I was going to because um, it did look fairly different from anything that I played before but yeah it's, it's really good I'm looking forward to getting that completed too um, other than that um, I've been playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered been getting into that um, every time I play I just enjoy it so much I'll when I get on it, I just forget how good it is. Um, I've been trying to get through um, the Pro Skater 2. I'm still in New York at the minute. Um, I need to do one more task before I can get to the next stage. Um, but there are a few things that I still need to do on the School 2 level, um, like get a certain amount of points. So if anyone's got any um, any tips for that level, then I'm all Manuals. Ears. Manuals. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'll give that a go. Get your manual skill up. Combine it with grinds. Yeah. I I always find it difficult on that level to like get combos together because everything just seems so so separated. Yeah. That's why I suggest manuals. Because you could just like like go in between and flat ground. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. 
top tip then. I'll I'll give that a go and hopefully I'll moved on from that. If, um, if you can learn to balance, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have to learn that first. Because I normally just like I like to like basically grind everywhere and like mm. put the grinds together. I think that's why I like the New York level so much because yeah. especially when you get into the um, the train section because you can rack up easily two hundred thousand. Yeah. points like by grinding on there because you can just go back and forth get a time 20 and then uh, then you're done easy school tool i don't think there's a continuous rails anyway is there mm. well that's the thing that's why i'm finding it so difficult with my play style but it looks like i'm gonna have to evolve and learn something new so <laughs> yeah um so yeah playing that trying to get to the next level there um other than that i'll just quickly mention this been playing pokemon go as always um, we had the T-Pick community day yesterday, um, so I managed to get seven shinies in between going to a wedding, so that was fun, so <laughs> happy with that. Um, and then bar that, I think, well, for us all, uh, we've introduced this um, FIFA one-loss rule so yep. to stop us from getting angry, <laughs> Yep. which is good. Um, I think last time it, 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 did, it served as well. We got to the final or semi-final, depending on... Well, it should have been the final, but the game should yeah. have been over. Yeah, that's it. So maybe other people might want to try this. So if you lose one game of FIFA, come off it and try something else because otherwise it can turn into a cycle of yeah. anger. Because I've noticed that once you lose one, that's it. It continues until you just stop playing. And it's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a good rule to have. Hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's all I've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Excellent. Should you have a question? Blast from the past. Let's do it. Wow, mm. question. Yeah. It's been a while. These in a while. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what film or TV show would you like to turn into a game? Go on, Nathan. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let me premise this by saying, I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm just going to come out and say it. <laughs> All right. Emmerdale RPG. Emmerdale RPG. <laughs> okay. RPG. Yeah. So... The premise of this game will be you'll create a character that moves into the village of Emmerdale um, and you'll play through three months of their life. So there's like a a new game plus option afterwards. Um, And basically in that in the world of Emmerdale, um, Mm -hmm. you can make friends, get a job, um, even have a romantic interest if you want to with the characters from that world. And then in terms of like jobs, you could do a farmer be a farmer and like do like farming mini games you can work at a bar and do like bar work Uh, you can do factory work or you could like run a business or maybe join the criminal underworld and sell drugs or steal things from people um and there is a bit of danger in this game because if you do decide to go down that route you could potentially get killed killed off in the in the world and then that ends your game right okay um and i was also thinking on top of this that there could be um, in-world story DLC, so like storylines that you could purchase as DLC to be part of. Um, And yeah, basically you'd go through um, and speak to people, expand your like friends group, and um, yeah, just do Emmerdale, really. You know, I don't watch Emmerdale, but I'd totally play that. (laughs) I quite like that. Good episode, Emmerdale. Yeah, I quite like that. Plus, it's a really beautiful setting, like a little village, yeah. um, and then some nice rolling hills, you know. Yeah, quite country roads. And if you wanted to, like, if you did like really well, like the business side, 
then you can maybe buy a bigger house because the, the way I see it uh, expanding is you'd, you're moving into the village in a cottage and then basically you've got to then make money to pay your rent. Uh, but if you don't have enough money, then it, the game ends because you get kicked out and you've got to go and move back in with your mum and dad or something. Right, OK. Back back to Leeds or wherever they came from. Leeds. <laughs> Go back to Barnsley. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was my um, that was my idea. Wow. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, I could see some sort of, like, um, almost like The Sims kind of gameplay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, I would think you'd like EastEnders version and then maybe Coronation Street. Really all all the soaps. Polio. Gay girl soaps involved. Crossovers. Yeah, anyway. I want my home in a wave edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, go on then, Matt. What's yours? It, t- it took a while for me to get to this one. Because I think, obviously, we, we do our research when, when we try and do a question. So, um, my first answer was, was already made into a game, um, which was the, pa- uh, the Page Master. Um I mean, if, if you've seen it, I, I really enjoyed the film. So it's a really good animation, 2D animation film. Um, I thought it'd be pretty cool to be made into a game, and some people already decided that was it was a good idea and did it. So it it took a while for me to try and think of something that I thought would could potentially make a good game. Um, and my answer eventually led me to a I don't know if it's a film that many people have seen, but I I kind of enjoy it. It's not for everyone's taste, but it's called Memento. Ah. Um, and I thought, my initial thought was it could be made into like a, like a broken sword style, like a, a point and click sort of um, mystery. Because obviously, like, if you've never seen the film, it's it's a bit of a... It's a it's a bit of like a murder mystery. Not, not quite a murder mystery. It's a bit of a identity yeah. mystery, I suppose. Yeah. Um, film. But it's filmed in a way that... Take take a normal film. Take You know, you go to start the end. But you put the end at the start. And then after the end scene, you go straight into the start scene. And you kind of move your way up to where the, the mystery leads you to what should technically be like the middle of the film. Yeah. Um, but obviously, all the revelations then come come to pass of like what's actually happened to this person. What did he do? Why did he suddenly lose his memory? Why has he inked himself to remind himself of what's going on? Um, so I, I thought that it'd be it'd, it'd make for a pretty good point and click adventure. So each chapter reflects kind of what's happened in in the film. But you take like a memento through each sort of chapter, I suppose. They're like builds up to what eventually becomes like the reveal and stuff so um anything much much after that <laughs> as about as far as i go with my, my game pitch idea no i'm, I'm not wishing <laughs> death as one neighbor so bad so um, that sounds good yeah uh, what about you Matt? well I, I it took me a long time to think of one because i was looking through my dvd blu-ray collection just like that's that's only a game i think that's what i'm sure that's a game that's a game i think that just wouldn't work as a game but then i come across one which i'd I'd really like quite like to play if this became a game um but it's it would be part of a genre that i normally wouldn't play and that's a survival horror 
But I would play this if it came. Right. And that would be Cloverfield. Yeah. It's ah. a really so, good film. So I'm thinking of sort of like, a, you know, because the, the entire film's like filmed from like a camera. So I think yeah. Outlast, that yeah. kind of thing. So obviously you'd play it from a first point, first person point of view. So would you be the cameraman? Yes. Yeah. You'd be the you cameraman. Said, yeah, you essentially play the film as though you were the cameraman. Yeah. But, but basically you just go through the events of the actual film. So there's nothing too overly complex about it. So there's um obviously you've got the big Cloverfield monster. But the beauty about the, the film is that you only get glimpses of the monster. Yeah, you know, it's until the end. It. And I think that could work really well. Like so you, you obviously you start the you start the game at this party, like you do in the film, and then big massive explosion in the distance, and then you you go out onto the street and then you're nearly hit by the Statue of Liberty's head. So I don't know if you remember that bit. Yeah. Cool. And I'm just trying to imagine that you like playing that first person I mean, i'm thinking maybe even in vr it might work mm. so that you have this statue of liberty's head to come up fly past you and then basically you just have to try and make your way out of new york but you have to go and rescue your mate first from a, a destroyed building and there's no you've got no weapons or anything like that no guns or anything like that maybe a melee melee weapon because the the big monster they drop they have these like smaller critters don't they yeah so maybe that's you spend the most of the game trying to avoid those but then I think I think there should be moments where you just teased with the, the big monster, like maybe you just see it just out the window or a paw gets smashed through the, the a wall or something like that. Mm. And then at the end that's when you see the big one. Yeah, that's I don't know how else to really describe it, but that's pretty much how I'd like to see the game. Just you're just mm. pretty much playing through the, the story. But I'd just have like a few extra missions that kind of thing. Yeah. But, like go and try and get somebody and like add them to like your group. Yeah, so maybe you have, maybe you have from to the critters. Yeah, maybe you have to band together a few survivors and that kind of thing. Mm. But I'd, That'd I'd be really an interesting like, one. Yeah, I'd really like to play that. You know I'm, surprised I could, that uh... I'm surprised I couldn't think of more of these. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you start thinking about films and you're like, actually, that was made in game. That was made in game. I was trying yeah. to think of anything that might be just mobile. I like, I could sort of get away with it. But... <laughs> so it's just a mobile game then. Well, Angry Birds already. <laughs> Well, that was a game then. That, that, was, that was a game that was turned to a <laughs> zero around. I did think maybe Red Dwarf. That might be a good, good game. Don't know if either of you ever watched it. Basically, it's a sci-fi comedy series from the 80s and 90s. You're doing the style of like Mass Effect. I think there'd be a bit more action. Actually, no. It's actually Mass Effect, isn't it? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'd be quite like Mass Effect. Because I wouldn't have it as an yeah. RPG. It kind of, it kind of uh, more probably feel like what Guardians of the Galaxy is probably going to be. Probably feel that kind of. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can imagine that. I love Red Dwarf, so I'd play, I'd play any game like you that. Play any. I was actually thinking your um, your Cloverfield idea. Um, it could work something similar to um, there's a Japanese game that's called um, I think it's Kaioi Toshi or over here it's known as City of Giant Shadows. It's like um, it's a series of um, events where you, you play in like third person, and you walk around sort of the the city of Tokyo, kind of as a um, like a kaiju is like in, oh. in the middle of like invading and stuff. Um, so you get stuff where like you're on you're on a bridge while like I don't know um, Godzilla's smashing into it. Um, there's even points where you're you're in like a building, you have to get out of the building while like good 
Godzilla's fighting like King Ghidorah. That that way that one could work quite well for some like Cloverfield, where you just in third person. Maybe maybe you don't see it as often. Maybe there's like a fog that always shrouds the monster or something. Yeah. But like you could walk around the city and like have to escape from it. Yeah, because there's be that. Cool. There is that bit in Cloverfield where they're going over a bridge and then either a tail or and yeah, the tail. Like, just but you don't really see much of it. It's just that bit. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think we had some good suggestions there. Like a good mix. I'm all down for the Emmerdale one. That's the best one, I think. <laughs> yeah, Emmerdale, you, you really put floor into it. Yeah. I, honestly, I was like thinking about it for a good hour. I don't know why I spent so much time thinking about it actually working into lock, but... Well, I, I remember when I was younger, there was, um, there was a Postman Pack game. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was that sort of just... Because that's obviously set in... Um, oh, where was it? Policy Bandy. That's not where Postman Pack was set, was it? Yeah. Was it? That's... Oh no, that was uh, Ponty Pandy was um, Fireman Sam. Let's have a look. Uh, I want to say Edale, but I'm not wrong. Because that just reminds me of Edale, I'm a Dale. <laughs> yeah. Greendale. 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 There we, there we go. Inspired by the real valley of Longsliddale. Longsliddale? Yeah, Kendall. I remember playing that game and it, Postman Pat used to, because it was like from a top down view. Mm. Postman Pat used to walk in a really weird way when he moved it made it look like he was spinning around maybe it was just me i don't know I don't but he could ride around in his in his van and all that i can't actually yeah. remember much of what he actually did i presume you delivered post i should hope so yeah otherwise he gets oh, sacked but you're riding through all these country lanes and all that i quite like that fireman loves... sam has, has there been a fireman sam game i was about to say Nathan, uh, be, he, he needs to throw away his emmerdale idea because there's oh, an interactive game <laughs> no there's not there's an really? interactive DVD game for Emmerdale. No, that does not count. No. It totally counts. <laughs> I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm going to buy it just to smite. Let me see. Uh, I'm a Sam game. I'm just choosing another soap. No. Yeah, that's I don't think that chair's been a I'm a Sam game. I wouldn't count it as a real game. It's an interactive DVD game. Go on. Well, um, Chuckle Vision, the game. Oh, Chuckle Vision. What would that entail? Uh... A lot of to me is to use. Yeah, just like Carrying the dialogue. Stuff. To me. <laughs> to you. That's it. <laughs> oh, do you remember do you remember the kids but um game surely did to me to you? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? that? It was on it was on it was on Chuckle Island. What did that involve then? Well, it involved a lot of to me and to you, so What about It um... was on the board game. It was like a little board game. What about uh Finders Keepers? Do you remember Finders Keepers? That could be a good game. Is that the one that's in the in the house? Yeah, you like the fake fake mock house. Yeah, presented by yeah. Neil Cannon. Yes, yes. Oh, I remember that. So basically, it's just two teams, two kids. They go into this fake house, and Neil reads off like a clue. Yeah, they have to find like an iron. They have to find an object. Yeah. The clue, so yeah. then they just tear the place apart to then find this object. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. That they tear the house down, pretty much. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, look, it was a 996 to me, to you. So what was it? Um, so basically, it was like two teams of kids. They had to push, uh, push basically like a trolley full of prizes along a game board. So right. like um, wherever they landed, they did like a, a mini game sort of thing. And whatever they won out of it, they put in the trolley and had to keep on. So basically pushing it. But would that work as a game? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a bit like Mario Pie, wouldn't it? But just Chuckle Brothers. I'd like them to do a good bullseye game. 
What was that game? Uh, what was that game show called where they played pool? Pool. Pool. Yeah. Mm. Not snooker. Well, sorry, snooker. Snooker. Yeah. Big break. Uh, big, big break. break yeah. No, they've not turned that into a game. Big break was great. Just it's a shame about Jim Davidson. Do you know uh, what? I did. I did have a thought about. Um, it's probably been done, but catchphrase, but in VR. VR catchphrase. I, yeah. I'd quite like that actually. What? So you've got Roy Walker looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Or, the, or that other bloke who, when he presented his, do you know when after he Roy fell, Walker he left, fell downstairs, he fell downstairs on his first episode. Yeah. <laughs> broke his leg. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't like it. It was not funny. Well, apart from when he broke his leg. Oh, you know what? Uh, what would be good in VR if they did um, Crystal Maze? Oh, oh that's yeah. A shout. Crystal Maze in VR would be amazing. That's a shout. Yeah. Maybe not 4x8. Just, just got physical. Oh, yeah. oh no, I didn't want to oh, jump in I by wonder art. why. I wonder why you wouldn't want 4x8, Matthew. Oh, you've got to open this chest. There's only certain critters in there. Oh, you got to grab them turn, them. turn them around and grab the note from off the belly. I'm not doing that. Scorpions, maybe. Well, Crystal Maze, that's a that's a good one. Because obviously you got your you got your physical ones, aren't you? Mm. So maybe you know, they got your more mental ones. Maybe, this, are... maybe the physical ones there's some, maybe some tracking or something in it. Puzzle, you know? yeah, there's puzzle ones. They'd, they'd be pretty good. You got a uh, mystery, which could be like escape room kind of things, maybe. Yeah. But then, uh, oh, oh, you got to answer the questions with yeah. um... Mumsy. Mumsy, yes. Yeah, Mumsy. But it's got to be Richard O'Brien in it. Oh yeah, no, it's got to be. We're Richard not having Ed Stewart Paul. We're not having that. <laughs> no Ed Stewart Paul. Although I did like the I did like the um the ocean, uh, you know the, they started doing they had that other zone didn't they the new zone yeah I liked the the, uh, the ocean one I thought it was quite it, it was different to the um was it industry that they replaced industrial that he took over yeah sure, yeah no it was quite nice that place I want I want to do the um the one that's in the Aztec one where it was like uh, it was like a sand yeah. pit it's like different coordinates you gotta dig and find yes. clues further clues to dig like oh. i take forever without bloody richard mocking me yeah. i just want to hear the background him on the harmonica oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his leopard sprint ja- uh, leopard print jacket oh, that's so cool. oh good times good times i like to have uh, different each area as well when it, when you start it like start the show um, it would have different ways of actually getting into the into the zones as well. So like if you're in Aztec, it's like it's a kayu up, up yeah, the river. That'd be good for the game as well, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. different way. It'd make each each episode a bit different. Well, each time you play the game, well, maybe you could maybe you could have like pick your teammates. Oh, actually, because cool. no, you just play everyone, wouldn't you? No, everyone else is just standing outside, just trying to trying to watch through the, yeah. like a yeah, slit you, hole. you just spend part of the watch just looking through the flap. Yeah, <laughs> would, you, would you help me? That one, that one. Like going, like clipping through the wall. It's like that one. <laughs> yeah. Like stop it. Stop cheating. <laughs> Rich is there, just like gaining your face. What are you doing? What are you doing clipping through the wall? And then you just get locked in. And then that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. You've got to stay, you got stay, to stay in there for like an hour. Buy you back with a crystal. Yeah. So you got to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Just wandering around. Oh, this yeah. is the best VR game yet. Oh, that, that's it. You'd have to take one for the team and just stay in there. Otherwise, the game ends if one person leaves. Or maybe it could be like a live system, couldn't it? So if you like three lockings, that's it. Game over. Yeah. Mm. I can imagine people playing online just like rage quits. Yeah. Like, It'd be great for streaming, though. I'll be wicked. 
Oh, I mean, right. Someone get on that. We need it. Well, we need Crystal Maze. Crystal Maze Bizarre Game. Get it done. Well, there you have it. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. Have you recovered from last night? Um, to be honest, I weren't, I weren't drunk. I'd, oh. Honestly, I spent about 60 quid on drinks, and then yeah. I was just sat there waiting for a taxi. I'm like, what's this all for? Well, I feel fine this morning. No bother. Oh, good. All that, you missed the England match and all. Yeah. Well, the venue that we were at didn't have it on. Um, there were a few people like, huddling around an iPad or one at tables, but I didn't watch it. Well, at least we won. Well, actually, I'm annoyed because I had Ukraine in the sweepstakes, so that's bloody annoying. Stupid England. I've got Spain left, so hopefully Spain will beat Italy, get to the final, beat England, if we can get past Denmark. Spain and won't then beat I'll, Italy. I'll have me £18. Yeah, now you want England's winning. Nah. God, it's, it's not happening. Nah, We're going to lose against Denmark. Just such an England thing to do. Italy will win the tournament. I'm do you reckon? Right now. Right, let's snap that and put it on the end of the podcast and then um, we'll see if it comes true. Italy will win the tournament. Spain will win the tournament. England will win the tournament. <laughs> Denmark will win the tournament. Right, there we go. We'll just... We'll just I should have stopped recording. Yeah, cut one of them. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark, I'll say it. And then I'll just, yeah, I'll do what everyone says and just go, called it. That's what these uh, Twitter channels do. They like, set up like loads of different channels um, and like predict like all the different options you know for like the like group stage um yeah things they're like oh it's all fixed like no it's not